Welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. So without further ado, let's get going. Hi, we are live. Welcome, everyone. I'd like to uh, introduce my my guest for tonight, who's very kindly set aside some time to speak to us. She is the best-selling author of the book Unmasking, and uh, her name is Tara Halliday. Welcome, Tara. How are you doing? Uh, thank you very much, Bill. Yes, I'm doing really well, thank you, given lockdown i mean as, as, as best we can really but yeah yeah great and i'm really pleased to be here because i i think uh i think i can help which oh, is that's brilliant. a good yeah. feeling yeah so perhaps we can just start off the uh, conversation tonight with perhaps explaining um, your sort of entrepreneur journey how you got into business and how it, you came about writing your book yeah sure so um my my entrepreneur business goes back further, <laughs> but so lots of jobs. So I I started out from university in engineering of mm-hmm. all things, um, and I, I worked in in a, in a corporate environment in, for that. Um, after I did ten years of that, I then managed to escape because what I really wanted to do was study psychology rather than engineering at university. So then I, I trained as a holistic therapist and a coach, and that was 21 years ago now. Wow. Okay. And um, yeah, and and I would all that time, and I have had, I, I did start and sell a letting agency in the middle of all of that as well. Uh, so that, you know, so there's more, um, biz, you know, business experience from yeah. the ground up as well as my coaching business. And then um, five years ago, uh, I was training in a, a, a more refined part of coaching, which is all about our worth, you know, what, what we feel about ourselves. And uh, it, it seemed to be very key thing for people's just general happiness and then I decided to specialize in imposter syndrome because I could see there was such a clear link between worth and imposter syndrome it it, it explained everything for me so then I researched all the academic publications and I did a whole bunch of interviews um, worked with clients on it and that's Mm -hmm. when I then wrote my book Unmasking which is what you see there and that is the coach's guide to imposter syndrome. So, so you know, if, if you have got a copy of it, it's for coaches. Now, it's easy enough to read that you can translate it for yourself. But, yeah. um, but, but the idea is that the more people that I can help in that, the better off everyone is going to be. So where did you hear, uh, I've spoken to many people and I didn't know about anything about imposter syndrome until I heard you speak um, to a friend of ours. And where did you find out about imposter syndrome and um, the causes of it and just the, the term? Did you look, was it part of your psychology sort of interest or? Um, yeah, I, so I think it came from one of my clients. And so somebody, so one of my clients described it. I was doing just general coaching and, and holistic therapy, and and they mentioned it. And of course, anything new, I'm like, oh, what's that? So I, then I looked into it, and then I and then I saw it, and then I saw my own imposter syndrome, which I hadn't even noticed in the in the past before. So 
that was that was a, a revelation for me and and so that's, uh, that's included as well. all right okay so maybe you can uh, tell us all about it what is imposter syndrome yes <laughs> absolutely so imposter syndrome is uh, it's not a medical syndrome, actually. So you won't go to the doctor or psychiatrist and get diagnosed with it. There's no medication for it. It's not technically a syndrome, but it's a shorthand. It's, a, it's just come to be called that. And it is the secret feeling of being a fraud, uh, of not being good enough, and a fear of being found out that if people find you out, then it will be an absolute disaster. And and that then influences a whole, there's a whole bunch of things that people do when they have that. But effectively, it both holds you back and it drags you down. So, you know, for somebody who has their own business, working in a business, it's really not helpful. <laughs> really, really don't, no. don't want it. Yeah. And so, um, so it can affect your business owners, it can affect uh, members of staff within your business, um, it can affect anyone uh, with any sort of topic or any subject or anything that they're doing really, can't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so underneath all of imposter syndrome is this belief in our worth, that our worth depends on what we do. So if we do something good, we are good. If we do something bad, we are bad. So we've mixed up our identity with our actions. That's that's the you know the crux of it right there. The real problem. Um, and so, for most people, that belief most people have that belief. That belief kind of simmers under the surface. It doesn't show up. But for seventy percent of high achievers, business people, people who, who are stretching themselves, basically, mm -hmm. it comes up and it comes up in a particular situation where you have a high challenge and low support. Right. So maybe um, working on your own and uh, you're busy or you're doing a, doing for a dog groomer, you're perhaps doing a dog that you've not done before or you find particularly difficult and you've got no one to sort of bounce ideas off. Yes, yes, absolutely. So there's there's the isolation of it. And rather than thinking in that in that situation, you know, gee, I'm I'm not sure what to do here. How can I find out that information? You know, I, you know, I've I've only done that a couple of times before or I haven't done it at all before. You think, oh, there must be something wrong with me. Maybe I'm not good enough. Well, gee, maybe I'm not cut out to be a dog groomer after all because, you know, I can't even, you know, do this one particular breed. So, yeah, that that's the 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 way it shows up. We we blame ourselves for what we perceive as being not good enough basically so i was also sort of relating that i suppose to like um pricing for our services as well so um charging for what we're doing and like being embarrassed about charging extra or asking for more money things like that yeah, that that will all fit all feed into it. You know, who who am I to be asking the top price for this? <laughs> you know, I've been I've only been doing this, and you know, fill in the blank. And you know, I get people who say, you know, I've only been doing this for for twenty years. <laughs> you, <think>, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but it, it it doesn't it doesn't go away. It comes with that um, 
a situation of high challenge and low support. So um, there's a, a number of typical behaviors that, that, that imposter syndrome, so that belief, brings up for people. And if I just share my screen and, and we, can, mm. we can take a little look at that here. Um, let's look at that. Okay. That's a, see, this is what, what you should do with imposter syndrome is shake it off, right? It's right, not, okay, brilliant. Not easy because it's ingrained as, as, a, as a belief, right? So this is imposter syndrome. And so these are the imposter syndrome behaviors. Okay. So I've got them, there's, there's two, two sorts of them. So there's, there's this group here in red, which mm -hmm. is all about hiding, right? So if you think you're not good enough, you don't put yourself out. And this is where you kind of underpricing would come in. So the procrastinating would be you leave something to the last minute so that, so that you don't show your very best work. Right. Because if you were, if you did show your best work, then someone might criticize it, and then it would mean something bad about you personally. Um, deflecting praise is one that's very common. You know, yeah. oh yeah, I oh I just got lucky. Oh, it wasn't me; it was the team. Oh, I just, it was a fluke. I had a good day. You know, <laughs> I had sharp scissors these days. You know, whatever. But but rather than taking it aboard and saying yes, I I did do something well, and thank you. Um, avoiding. So you might avoid. So if you've got your own business, you might avoid, you know, expanding out, you know, taking on uh, new new clients, you know, taking on, you know, going into a partnership, for example, with, um, you know, the local dog kennels, you know, you're, you know, so, so something that you possibly could do. Or if, if you're working within a team, not not take not um, avoiding, say, a promotion or something like that yeah. because you don't want to be found out to be not good enough. You see, there's that driver underneath all of these. Um, hiding is not speaking up, not, not, not expressing your opinion. And, the, you know, again, that can be with customers and within the community and within your own teams. Um, lying, that's, that's kind of a defensive thing. And keeping it a secret, right? and that's common to all of imposter syndrome, is we don't talk about it. So 70% of people experience imposter syndrome at some point. And if nobody talks about it, then we all think it's just us. And then that just makes us feel even more isolated. So people feel isolated, mm. confused, overwhelmed. I think people can re re people can relate with that, especially the um, the hiding when it comes to telling talking to your customers, and then there might be problematic customers. But because you you, you don't want a, a confrontation, or you don't believe what you're saying is going to work, or is not good enough, you're you're hiding from them, aren't you? And then you're just making the problem worse because you're just seeing that customer time and time again, but you're not actually improving your relationship with them. Yes, yes. And, 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 you know, because you've got, you know, the, the, the third party of dog in, in involved in here as well, then mm -hmm. you might not be speaking up and saying what's best for the dog. You yeah. might, you, you know, something like that. Yeah, because you don't feel like you can say something with authority because you doubt yourself. Um, and then 
sorry, and then like the procrastinating is like getting those price rises into your business or introducing that new service or, um, you know, you're sort of setting yourself up for a fall by delaying something. Yes. I can certainly uh, relate to that. Yes. And, and even something as simple as a new business, you know, not getting business cards printed up. Mm. just 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 just, oh i haven't got around to it i haven't got around to it that can be you know part of this as well and then the other the other part of um imposter syndrome the other behaviors are one where you're trying to compensate for it so you're you know you're comparing yourself right you're 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 um uh, comparing yourself to say the, the the dog groomers on pooch perfect or something <laughs> like that <laughs> you know cutting with scissors this little pomeranian something like that i think i saw um perfectionism right pushing yourself rather than having high standards feeling that you need to be perfect and if you're not you get upset yeah um having enough means you, you feel you don't quite have enough and that's typically qualifications that can be experience and then the other part of it is just simply pushing through Right, rather than trying to um, deal with this, because it's all very stressful, rather than trying to deal with it, mm-hmm. you, you, you're actually just trying to force yourself through, and that can be exhausting. So it can lead to exhaustion, it can lead to burnout, it can lead to people ending their careers, closing their businesses, things like that. So it, it yeah. has... I think you're right. I think um, you get to a point where you've got that you're so tired of dealing with people and tired of uh, your business, and um, you then just like burnout. Then you just say, "My dog grooming's not for me anymore," and you look for another job. But it's not necessarily true. It's because you're you're dealing with these this imposter syndrome that you've got, but obviously you don't recognise it because you don't know about it. But that's really affecting your career, isn't it? It, absolutely, absolutely, because it, it comes down to you blaming yourself, mm. right? You're blaming yourself. You're you're not feeling comfortable, and you you're saying it must be me, and that's that's really the essence of the problem. Yeah. So the um, uh, I suppose along with and uh, the groomers out there that are watching this will know there's um, Facebook groups out there for pet groomers, and it can be very critical. Facebook, uh, Instagram can be our worst enemy at the same time because we're always looking to compare our work with other people but we don't take into account other people's skills and experience and that I suppose seeing those pictures just affects our sort of mind and we just like ah we're not good enough <laughs> yes yes especially the Instagram pictures right you know because there's these fabulous pictures right yeah and it, it triggers that um perfectionism for sure yeah. And, the, and the other part of it is that, you know, imposter syndrome comes up in the situation where you have high challenge and low support. Now, that low support can be a number of things. That low support can be that um, you don't have anyone who is literally supportive. You're not part of the community. You don't have, you know, a coach, a counselor, a good friend. So it can be like just not having enough support. Or it can be toxic, right? People around you, you know, starting up a business is hard enough by itself. Mm. And there are some people who will be critical 
Right? There are some people who will say, oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, that's too risky. Oh, and may even say, well, what do you know about dog grooming? <laughs> you were just, you know, taking scissors to the dog when you were six. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 so things like that. So that needs to be taken it, it, into account as well. Here's, here's some things that is, is pretty typical for business owners. So I've kind of translated those, those things to there. So not getting help when you need it. Mm. Um, not, not launching. So some people don't even start a business you know, they, they, they don't even take that step because they're feeling not good enough. Underpricing, which is what yeah. you mentioned, this lack of lack of PR. So, yeah. I mean, that, that that can be as as, you know, as small as not putting your business card in the co-op you know, window yeah, or something like, like that. Lack of PR then leads to lack of customers. And then you start blaming yourself because you're not your business isn't busy enough and you're not yeah. making the money you think it is but you're kind of I suppose not, you're kind of destroying yourself in a way aren't you because because of yeah. this you're not you're not giving yourself enough opportunity yeah it, it, it's definitely got that element of self-sabotage in it and yeah. and this I've got to say this isn't deliberate right this the, and and a lot of this might be under the radar I mean it certainly was for me so when you look at this list of these these things you know not not quoting right for jobs mm-hmm. not not publishing like so there's all sorts of social media things you can be doing um, underselling overworking all all of these things you might not recognize oh that's imposter syndrome I just think oh that's just me and why you know why is this all so hard yeah yeah and Nikki's um commented uh, in Facebook saying I don't like talking on the phone in case someone puts me on the spot with certain questions um so again you're not uh, you're not putting yourself out there are you you're not talking to your customers and maybe getting that uh, sales in that you could be doing because you're you're putting putting it off yes absolutely and and so if if you've got that that discomfort with with you know answering the phone there'll be discomfort from making proactive phone calls mm, now, you know how, how would you like to book a new appointment you know i haven't seen you in however long it is you know those kind of things that that make all the difference in terms of you know your customers and your business so yeah. Yeah. So now we've got the signs um, that we can recognize in ourselves and we can see what's going on and we can now say, hold on, is that because if I've got, I'm, I've got imposter syndrome, you know, we can start recognizing in ourselves, what can we do to help us move past that? Right. There's, so there's, there's a few things that, that you can do. The, the very first thing is to recognize what it is, that it's not you, right? It's, it's, it's not that you're not good enough. It just feels like it. <laughs> and it, 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 it just, you, it, it, you're drawing a wrong conclusion and the vast majority of people hold the belief that my worth depends on what I do. So you're not alone is the big message here. Yeah. It is, is that, you know, you're not the only one. And just knowing that can help. Just knowing that can help people relax and think, okay, this is normal right it's a normal response to that belief so this this self-doubt maybe it's not me and, and and that can help the next is to get support right 
wherever you can. And if you've got any people in your in your life who are um, negative <laughs> towards <laughs> you or your business critical, uh, and and it can come from the, the oddest places, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for example, you know, in starting my own businesses, my mother grew up thinking that you know employment means you need to have a job because that's mm-hmm. what's secure, and then you'll get a pension. And so, she would offer, actually, still continues to offer <laughs> criticism. I, oh, are, are you sure, you know, is that sale, you, you've got a sale, great, but is that enough? Or, you know, are you sure you should be doing it like that? Oh, I don't know if you should, you know, it shouldn't cost that much, should it? And all of these kind of things. And when it comes from a loved one like that, mm. it's hard, harder to dismiss it. So if you do, identify them as, as people who, for their own set of beliefs about what work is and what work should be, they're, 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 critis- they're critical of you, then just don't talk to that person about your business. Don't talk to right. them about your work. And instead, find people who are supportive, who you can talk to, who re- encourage you to, uh, to you know, grow and do stuff. Surround yourself with positive people. They've got positive things to say. Yes, yes. And if you're, um, if you're like uh, in your grooming shop or you're at home and you need to make that phone call to that person, what can you do to sort of just get past that bit? Just like, right, I need to make this phone call. Is, there, is it just get on and do it? And does that get rid of the imposter syndrome or...? And it, 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 it will help, but the easiest way to do it is set it up in advance, right? So identify somebody who's going to be a good support person for you. Mm-hmm. And when you're not feeling stressed out, have a conversation with them and say, hey, this is going on for me. And every now and then I get these feelings and they, they come up and would it be okay if I called you for just a bit of a pep talk, <laughs> yeah, so you've already set it up so that it doesn't have to be this barrier of calling up, oh, I'm in a mess and, you know, and, and explaining it. So if you've got that person already set up, they're, all, they're already prepared for you, then it's going to be much easier for you to pick up the phone. And speak to someone speak to someone yes or or when we have you know the the fabulous opportunity you know back again we'll meet in person yeah yeah and is there um any way we can prevent ourselves from falling into this trap um obviously getting to know what it is helps already it's probably gonna be already be helping people but is there any way we can prevent this um so it's a combination of high challenge and low support Right, so we can address this support part of it. You, you, you can, I mean, you can step back from the challenge, but that's really not what most people want to do. You want to, you know, stretch yourself. You want to learn new things. You want to, you know, be, you know, positive and proactive in your business. So recognize if you're trying to take on too much. That's probably a, a good thing. And if you are, if you are going for a big goal, you know, you've got a, you know, motivational speakers talk about, yes, do this big goal. If you are doing that, make sure you get extra support to, to, to help you through that. So, so that can be, um, you know, very, very useful. Um, other typical things that people do, they, they 
they don't then they don't say no so they just say yes 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 yeah and get overwhelmed so the, the fine art of saying no that's a good one but learning to say no to people learning, learning to say no and you can do it in a in a gent you know in a gentle polite way it doesn't have to be confrontational but it, it's you do a few things there because when you, you you're better with your boundaries like that then you're giving yourself a message that I'm worthwhile. So that helps with that underlying belief. Um, there's another issue that a lot of people with imposter syndrome have that comes up, which is they don't ask for help. And, you know, this, who knows where it comes from? It could be, uh, and this is my suspicion, <laughs> that it comes from our school days where we weren't allowed, we, we had to do everything ourselves. Yeah. It, it was cheating right? <laughs> if, if we if we got somebody else to, to help. And we certainly couldn't collaborate on tests or anything like that. And, and many people carry that into adulthood with them. They don't ask for help. They think it, you know, they should do it by themselves or they think it makes them look, you know, weak or it thinks it's, or they think it's making them prove that they're not good enough by asking for help. Right? Yeah. Um, Denise just put on there I'm a yes person is there any um, particular technique that can turn that around into a to say no do you is there something you can practice or yes yes it is it, exactly so so there's a there's a particular psychological technique called gradual exposure now it's gradual exposure it's, it's how they treat people who have um, you know phobias like you know spiders for yeah. talk about spiders and then when that's comfortable, they go on and, and look at some pictures. And then later, when that's more comfortable, they go on to real spiders. So, so the, you know, it's a progressive just stretching the envelope. So with, with saying yes to everybody, practice saying no, but just on a very, very small scale, you know, where it's not big, it's not important. Just just try it out. And then when you get comfortable with, with saying no in certain situations, then, you know, carry on. One of the problems with saying no, or not saying no, is that it's a surprise. Somebody asks you to do something and you're like, ah, oh, ah, oh, I don't know what to say, so I'll say yes. <laughs> I can't think of a good enough excuse on the fly, so I'll just, I'll, I'll just automatically say yes. Um, what you can do with that, if you know, have some pre-prepared things that you would say. Like you'd say, um, that's that sounds interesting um can i get back to you i just yeah. just buy yourself some time so you haven't got that urgent on the spot feeling and then you know you give you time to think of something and you get back to them the next day or something so it's not actually saying the word no but it's it's using other words to say it isn't it so it doesn't sound so harsh to the person you're talking to it's letting them down gently yeah, or or even yeah, or or even you know, can I get back to you? You know, you can you might get back to them with a yes, you might get back to them with with a no, but you haven't been kind of automatically said yes just because you're on the spot and can't think of a good reason why. And the other thing is is that um, uh, you know you don't have to have a great excuse. We always think we have to have this <laughs> this great reason why we can't do something. Mm. And you know, you can say something like, oh, I'm sorry, Jet, that's not that's not possible for me right now. Or even give a time when you would be prepared to do it. I can't do I can't do that right now, but 
you know, how about in two weeks' time? Is that still going to be okay? So, you, you know, you've got options there, but it's, 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 yeah, definitely taking it away from the yes, no, black, white thing yeah. and, and giving yourself a little bit of breathing space. And then as you do that, more and more you'll get, it'll get easier. And saying no uh, actually drive, can drive demand as well, can't it? It can build up that tension, uh, it can build up that want of your services. It's like, oh, you can't do it now, but I really want to use you. I really want to work with you. So it can actually help you as well in building up your customers and your services. Absolutely. Very, very, very good for business to say, oh, we can't fit you in until a particular time, rather than saying, well, you know, I've got time at 830 at night. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, you don't you don't need to do that. Yeah. Sam's put on here. um, Sam does struggle with health and believes it's definitely down to not feeling good enough or coming across like I can't do something or being a burden. That's something that I've certainly felt over the years is like if I've got um, I need something or ask someone to do something for me I feel like it's a bit of a burden and I'd rather go out of my way to do it myself if that makes yes. sense uh, it makes it makes perfect sense and that and that be, being a burden is is another way of you know not really feeling your own worth not feeling good enough you're feeling like you're imposing on people by asking or you know the the thing to, to be aware of in that is that um, people like helping. Yeah. People like to give gifts. This is part of the reason, you know, Christmas is so, so much fun, not just because we receive it, because it's nice to give gifts as well. So you can see yourself as giving somebody else the opportunity to feel good about supporting you helping you you know whatever it is you're asking for so that that just again a little little shift you're doing it for them if you like little shift of your mindset and yeah. um yeah i mean that's that's why like groups like myself like the groups that we've set up is to is to help people and um sam's just saying it's funny because she's the type of person that loves helping others giving a support yes. but don't give too much support because obviously you need to look after yourself don't you yes yes exactly and and you know if you are the type of person who who likes to to give support then you can you can see how you know, you not allowing other people to support you is depriving them of the pleasure of giving <laughs> you support. <laughs> so, you know, really, really see it like that. You're, you're allowing them to feel good about themselves and they support you. Yeah. Cool. So you, um, you identified this problem within the sort of commercial world and the CEO world of the imposter syndrome and um, you, you, you you're a holistic coach as well is that right holistic therapist and coach so that's 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 effectively what i do is i i run an eight-week program for ceos and executives and um it takes them through a, a, a way to get rid of imposter syndrome so that the, the first part is calm so this is calming the nervous system when we get stressed Mm-hmm. Our bodies go into fight or flight or you know, run away or freeze. Right? So this is overwhelm. So yes. that's that's a natural response of your body to to an idea that there might be some danger around. And so you might notice it. You might notice your short breath. You might notice your your, your hands are shaking, and it, or you might notice you've suddenly gone cold. All those 
or, or angry, you know, something like that. So all of those are, are indications. So first part of it is to calm the nervous system. And so, you know, if, so this is for everyone now, if you do find yourself stressed out, then deliberately take some time to try and calm down. Uh, so you might go go for a run if you're a runner. Or, a, or, or, uh, or breathing, breathing exercises. <laughs> breathing exercises, yes, absolutely. You can do, actually, take a, a, a leaf out of dog's books. You can actually shake your hands and legs to get out of that, to get out of that buzzy feeling that anxiety can cause mm. um, or if you're feeling freeze which is overwhelm you can do some slow gentle movements you know you can do you can be structured like tai chi or yoga or you can just do some general stretching so those kind of things are just to help calm you and and in there as well it would be you know getting that support that's that's vital then the middle middle part of it is the clear which is actually getting rid of the belief in the first place right, that, that underlies all of imposter syndrome and um, this is really deep work and so it's certainly not not for everyone but it is you know it is available and it's, it's very very effective and then the last part of it is then create where you're creating new new habits for success so this is where we'd address things like the not saying no, the asking for help, the, you know, authenticity, speaking up, those those kind of things. So that's what I do as an eight-week program. When you say, like, the deep-rooted, is it something that we kind of um, pick up when we're growing up, this somewhere along our school journey or early early life in work, we suddenly pick up this imposter syndrome or these feelings and, and that? Yeah, so the, the, the imposter syndrome is a symptom of the belief that my worth depends on what I do. Right. And this comes from early childhood when, when we first... Um, when we're first growing up, very young, we don't know that there's a difference between us and the rest of the world. We don't have a sense of I, identity, me. And so as a young child, we start to be socialized. Don't touch that. Don't do <laughs> all of the don'ts. Yeah. We have no separation between I, that action was bad and I am bad. Right. So that our, our identity is completely merged with our, with our actions. And unless you you bring people up and children up in a very specific way, we just carry that through to adulthood. And so we just assume, you know, so when, when everything's going well, we feel great. When everything's not going well, then we feel terrible about ourselves. And, and so that's how it shows up. And then when you put yourself in high challenge situations, that's where it shows up as imposter syndrome. Yeah, so it's, it's very clear it isn't a lack of confidence. It can feel like it, but it's not actually a lack of confidence. Um, no, I think you can, you can come across as a very confident person, can't you? But deep inside, you're like worrying about what, what you're being looked, seen like and uh, worrying about, you know, picking up the phone to make the phone call. But when you're actually on the phone, you're probably oozing that confidence and know what you're talking about but it's mm -hmm. the inner the inner thoughts and the inner thought process and the inner voice isn't it that's that's it and a lot of people will tell you oh you're good you're great and you just won't it's like you don't believe them mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't allow yourself to believe it 
Exactly. Or you think they're just buttering you up or or they want something or they're going to oblige you to do something, you know, any of these reasons, rather than just taking it on and saying, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you do this course and you've, you've written your book, Unmasking. That's a must read, mustn't it, for people that feel as though they have this, this imposter syndrome or they might have these symptoms. Um, you can get it... Uh, does it talk about everything to give you all the, um, the ways around it, how you prevent it, and all the strategies to deal with it? It, 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 gives you, it gives you some good ideas about, you know, what you can do to calm the nervous system so that you're not so triggered, so you're not going there. And it, and it gives you some ideas about how to deal with a toxic work environment. And it gives you some idea about, you know, where the beliefs come from because there's a little bit more psychology than we've, we've talked about now but you know what what drives people what motivates people and that can be very useful as well yeah and what then, kind of uh sorry what, what kind of results are you finding from your course how what kind of results do you find with your ceos the people that are doing your course are they um like really expanding their businesses or the do they does this translate into their business and their business does a lot better it translates into how they feel about themselves and then that translates into every, everything you know improving their you know personal relationships their work relationships feeling more comfortable feeling like they belong you know really enjoy starting to enjoy their success right you're the successful people and you know you'll have pe- people on here now successful business owners and actually you'll feel it <laughs> feel yeah. you'll feel good about yourself not worried that somebody's gonna gonna catch you out so yeah all sorts of things people will um they feel more confident uh, but but it's not like a, a you know a forced confidence like you know standing with your hands on hips like superman and you know trying to be strong and all of that and it's not that it's an effortless confidence so it's like somebody might come along and suggest something to you and you forget to doubt yourself mm. uh, you, you just go oh yeah yeah so um okay i might like to do that that's interesting that's a challenge that's interesting you you, you just you just forget to run through that process of self-criticism and self-judgment um and so yeah it, it shows that people are more confident doing presentations um people speak up more you know so it's the opposite of all those things <laughs> that we did you know they're, they're more focused they feel lighter they feel calmer and they feel resilient and i think that's really important because it means you you know that you'll be able to cope if something you know if some crisis came along so. And, and, and that translates, yeah, and that, the procrastination that you have around your business will then will then go and you actually get things done, which then in turn helps you um, move your business forward, which makes you feel better. It's all, yes. all part of it. And then I suppose you must look back at yourself in a six months time or six, six months ago and go, that's no longer me. That's- yes. It's exactly that. It, it, it's it's a, a radical change, but it's not, it's not that you have changed, but you've just taken away all, all, a lot of the negativity that's covering up who you really are um, right. and, and, and believing that who you really are is a worthwhile person. And that's that's the heart of it. That's the fun. Oh, that's brilliant. The um, Hopefully, uh, this is 
really, really helped everyone in this community who um, can now identify with these sort of signs and symptoms and then start working to get around it. Is there anywhere that they can go, apart from your book, obviously, go to do some further reading about it or on the websites or podcasts? Yeah, so so um, I've got I've got a few videos up on a on a YouTube channel. That's actually my project for this year is to fill out my YouTube channel more. So <laughs> it's not much, um, uh, and of course you know there's my website as well. It is focused on um, corporate people, mm-hmm. and so for that reason, the social media that you'll find me on is LinkedIn. So if you search for for me, Tara Halliday on LinkedIn. You can put the links in. in yeah, yeah. I was going to say, what's the YouTube channel called? Is it just Tara Halliday or? Uh, complete success. Right. Okay. Yes. I'll, make a note and I'll put that in the comments. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, the program I run is Inner Success because it's about feeling your success internally and, you know, enjoying it, ex- accepting it, accepting yourself and enjoying your success. Brilliant. Well, it's been really, really, really interesting to um, learn all about the imposter syndrome and how we can overcome it. And I'm really sure that some people will be able to relate to it and they'll be able to uh, start moving on and moving their business on. So I'd just like to really like, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to speak to my community. And um, hopefully we'll, we'll maybe catch up in a few months time and I'll give you some feedback and see how people are doing then. That'd be really good. That'd be lovely, yeah. Thank you, and thank you for inviting me on.